real chills. Real scary. Real silly. Real stories. Hey everybody, welcome to Real Chills. We have for you today a shiver episode. Yay! Yeah. I'm so excited for this one. I have such a fun story. But first, how are you, Alyssa? What's up? What's new? I'm doing What's good. I am getting ready for the snow that's gonna hit us. I am, you know, I'm so excited for snow. Normally I would be dreading it because I live in South Philly and I I would have to go to work and then I'd be like, will they not let like will they let me work from home or won't they so now i'm excited to just be like cozy well i have to get into a fight with my neighbors over a chair they put yeah. in a spot that they did not dig out <laughs> we got so lucky last year it didn't snow and i don't think i'm not positive but i don't think we have a shovel so <laughs> we're like in big trouble if we need to like get anywhere if it cannot tell you how many clipboards i have broken from using them to shovel out my car <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't tell you how many used gift cards I've used to scrape a windshield. It's <laughs> it's bad. So thanks, everyone, for those gift cards. They are multi-purpose for me. I really appreciate it. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm feeling wintry. I'm excited. I hope there's a white Christmas, a nice oh, snowy. That'll be nice. That'll be cool. Yeah. I, there hasn't been one in years of those for me. Yeah, same. Man, what have you been up to lately? Um. Well, I think, you know... I had a really cool birthday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You did have a cool birthday. Like a super special birthday, especially for quarantine. Dan, my boyfriend, also the editor of this podcast. Shout uh, out, Dan. <laughs> what up, Dan? He planned a nice surprise birthday for me. And it was a walking ghost tour in Philly with my friends. I was there. <laughs> you were there. Yeah. <laughs> it would, I would have been really mad at Dan if he didn't invite the co-host of the Paranormal <laughs> Podcast, of our Paranormal Podcast, to, to my birthday party. I'd be like, what were you doing? <laughs> but it was so cool because I genuinely didn't expect to see anybody for my birthday because, you know, COVID. And it's, you know, even when you ask to see a person or two, there's this weird guilt associated with it, even if it's just one, because everyone's like, yeah, it's one plus whoever they saw, blah, blah, blah. But this felt so nice because we all wore masks and we were all outside and we could like distance ourselves. Like it felt very safe. Yeah, I agree. As far as hangs go. So I, I loved it. I thought it was the bomb. It was also great because it was our friends, many of whom have been on the podcast. And um, it was a small group. It was like, what was there? Like seven of us. And our tour guide, shout out to Jabbar. What's Jabbar's last name? Jabbar Wright, just like Rusty's Jabbar last name. Right, that's he right. He made a funny joke about being related to him. <laughs> he was a great tour guide. If you get a chance oh. to go on a Philadelphia ghost tour, we went on the night tour. Um, if you get Jabbar, shout out to him. He was so fun. So ridiculously fun. I don't want to give away his tricks, but he'll scare you. For sure will scare you, like make you jump out of your skin scared. And um, just delightful, just silly and fun. And the locations we saw were all relatively close to each other because as much as I love ghosts, I think I hate walking equally as much. <laughs> so, but, you know, something about it, it was just really nice. It was the buildings were all super cool and you got to learn a little bit of the, the history of the city. Ugh, yeah, perfect. It, it was really good. And like there were stories that I hadn't heard before. Right. So that yeah. was like really cool. Mm -hmm. One of the things I'll have to go through my photos one more time, but there's a couple sites and then he even showed us an image 
taken of one of the buildings where a face had appeared. And, you know, there's like spots where I'm like, the next time I go past this building, I'm definitely going to take some I'm just going to keep taking pictures yeah, of it. Yeah. For science. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because I was like so jazzed. I was taking pictures at every location and then I posted them on Instagram. But if you scroll through, it's just like people's houses. I just posted a bunch of Philadelphia houses <laughs> on my Instagram, but I, I know their significance and they still creep me out. So, uh, loved it. I had a great birthday. Like, far exceeded what I thought my birthday was going to be. So yeah. thank you for coming to my birthday party. It was really fun. A little tiny one, but heck yeah. yeah. If you are looking for something to do and if the weather's not crazy, definitely check out the Philadelphia ghost tours. Like it's something you can do during social distance time. And they run throughout the year, like only Saturdays, I think they were saying in cold months, but um, they do them really often in warm months and, yeah. Yeah. They said recommend. that they do it every day during the spring and summer and weekends in the winter. So yeah. that's, yep. And if you find like a nice weather day and you're, if you're a city person stuck around in Philly, I can't recommend it enough. Just the like the fresh air, the the brisk. He's a fast walker, so get your walking shoes on. Yeah. <laughs> but like I was normally, if I'm Dan, Dan's a fast walker too, but I can like pull him. I can be like, Dan, slow down, and like, <laughs> but I couldn't do this to this man. He was on a mission. So um, and they wear they wear um, outfits. Yeah, they cloak, have. He had a cloak and a hat. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, loved it. It was great. Cool. Uh, while we're recording this, this goes out on Thursday. We want to say happy Hanukkah for the last two days for people celebrating. We've got a bunch of holidays coming up yeah. for December. Hanukkah, Yule. We have Christmas, of course, a favorite Obviously. of yours and mine. Um, Kwanzaa and then New Year's and then holy shit, the year's over. <laughs> we did it. So yeah. happy <laughs> all of us. We made it. Congrats. Happy whatever you celebrate. I hope you're finding ways to find joy in the end of this year. <laughs> I thought you were say in the end of times. In the end of times as well. No, yeah, this is the time. Soak up the good feelings because they're they're all around. Yeah, there's definitely am- some good to like that can be had at this time of year. I almost made it like such a bummer. I was almost like soak up the good feelings because we don't get them that often. <laughs> like, no, I'll change it. I'll change it really fast. But, but then I'll tell everybody else what anyway. my inner monologue was saying. Well, yeah, because you all felt it. You felt where my tone was going. <laughs> so I needed to be honest with you all. Yeah. Um, that said, though, I think that you have a fun story this week and not a downer. I do. Do you want to get to the story? Oh. I'm so excited to do the story. Okay. Um, cool. So I got like way too involved in Iceland folklore <laughs> while I was researching this. Uh, and now I'm obsessed with it. I'm moving to Iceland. But yes, uh, Iceland has some delightfully fun folklore, especially when it comes to Christmas. So the tradition I want to talk about is that instead of having one Santa Claus, they have 13 mischievous ones called Yolas Venas or Yule Lads. And I got to tell you, I practiced that name many times <laughs> you nailed I, it i think i still said it wrong but it sounded really right <laughs> so so yeah the yule lads are these creepy little santa-like people according to a brief guide to iceland's 13 mischievous yule lads and their ogre mother by kristen richard the yule lads live in an undisclosed location around the country and descend onto villages one by one during the 13 days before christmas 
These half-ogre, half-trolls are said to break into houses and terrify children while their mother, Grilla, stuffs bad kids in a sack and turns them into stew. (laughs) (laughs) The article continues, if you're thinking this sounds gruesome, you're right. But it used to be worse. In the 18th century, according to the BBC, uh, storytellers would compete to tell tales about the lad's violent adventures. (laughs) I know. And these stories got so bloody that in 1746, the government issued a decree prohibiting parents from scaring kids with stories of the Yule Lads. (laughs) (laughs) So it got so bad, the government stepped in and was like, be nicer to your kids. (laughs) Like, (laughs) they're scared. (laughs) Uh, so, but today the Yulads are pretty kind. They've been influenced by our weak American Santa. <laughs> <laughs> and now, uh, like Mr. Claus, they'll leave gifts instead of stealing food. But their earlier incantation, uh, incarnations do live on. Nice. Heck yeah. So I'm super amped about these Yulads. There's pictures of them all over the internet. I encourage everyone to to take a look because they are so creepy. But before I read you the story of the Yulads, I wanted to give you more info about their mom. According to the same article by Kristen Richard, the mother of all 13 Yule Lads is the Ogress Grilla. Uh, She's one of the oldest mythical characters in Icelandic folklore. The earliest writing about her dates back to the 13th century. Grilla, whose name loosely translates to Growler, according to Smithsonian, is known for beating and braiding her husband, Laplaui, a troll and the father of the 13 Yule Lads. According to the legend, Grilla was married twice before, but she killed and ate her first husband, Gooster, and murdered her second husband, Bully. Uh, no mention on whether she ate Bully or not. <laughs> so I guess she wasn't <laughs> feeling that hungry. So she's like infamous um, in Icelandic folklore. She's very scary. Uh, some accounts of her say she has like 13 tails and a bunch of eyes and you don't want to mess with her. And parents were saying, clean your room or she's going to eat you. (laughs) (laughs) So crazy. Okay. So I wanted to go on a quick tangent just in general about Icelandic folklore because I did kind of go down a hole and I do want to talk more about it in the future. But an article called Elves and Hidden People, Do Icelanders Really Believe in Elves? by Iceland Magazine goes into the nuance of whether or not the country still believes. So there was this really popular study in 1998 that said 60% of Icelandic people believed elves are real. And I was like hype when I saw this. I was like, oh, we're going to get into this. But according to the article, the problem with this poll was that it asked whether people believed in elves and only gave people two options, yes or no. Yeah. So for many people, the question is a bit more complex. Later polls, which give more options and more nuanced answers, reveal that only a handful of people actually believe elves are real in the same way as physical reality around them is real. Most people like to... (laughs) Yeah. That is like... (laughs) It's like like deep. (laughs) Well, I believe in elves the way that I believe this is a simulation. (laughs) Like, okay. Okay. Yeah, they all... What is it? They all took the blue pill in Iceland. Yeah, I thought that was so it's like very nuanced there. Um, Most people like to imagine elves and hidden people or other unexplained supernatural or spiritual forces could exist in some form. Others believe certain places like rocks or land formations could have supernatural or spiritual powers or qualities. Iceland has plenty of such places. New roads and construction projects have been delayed or rerouted to take into consideration elf rocks. Or yep. to respect the wishes of people who want those rocks or natural formations protected. In other words, no, the majority of Icelanders don't believe elves exist. 
but a large portion of the population is unwilling to deny their existence, and even more people respect the traditions, myths, and popular beliefs, and most people tread lightly when entering into known elf territory. Oh yeah, nature spirits. Yeah, I thought that was cool, because, I don't know, um, it makes me think of that Will Ferrell movie. Have you seen it? The Elf? The frick- <laughs> no, not Elf, but that's so funny. I didn't even make that connection. The one that just came out where they're singers. What is it called? Oh, crap. Eurovision. God damn it. Ah, uh, yeah. It makes me think of Eurovision because they straight up believe in elves in that. And um, it kind of, ever since I saw that, I was like, they're they're really serious about that shit, which they are, but it's like way more nuanced than anybody really gives them credit for. So. I think one of the things, and I mean, I don't know enough about it, but as a teenage fan of Bjork, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm like I know that people believe in like nature spirits, and I remember hearing stories about people believing in fairies. So I do feel like elves mm-hmm. is like maybe adjacent, but I could see somebody being like, I don't believe in elves, but I do believe in fairies, right? Like, so <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's an interesting like place to to inhabit and i don't know it's kind of nice in the same way like people in other cultures might believe like there's ghosts in the woods of japan or whatever like this is kind of a you know it's like a different tradition but it's it's pretty cool yeah i was telling dan like i wish america believed in shit this hard like i'd be what i was just gonna get real political don't worry about me (laughs) do it Like, like election fraud. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the magical election fraud. No, I mean, I, I, I would be so happy if like these Antifas, yeah, these magical Antifas, Antifas are just are coming in with running amok. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish we had cooler stuff like dragons or something instead of Antifas and proud boys, but I guess you, you get what you're given. Yeah, I do feel like it, part of it could also be like we live in the Northeast, so we don't really live in places where we might be as connected to indigenous folks like traditions and things like that. Because I definitely know in places in like the Southwest and stuff, there's more right. of like a, yeah, yeah. I think there's just like different things that people are exposed to based on like geography. So maybe there's some of that. So if any of our listeners out there know of any interesting like American folklore, oh. um, especially like nature spirit type stuff, please. we'd love to hear it. Please, yeah, please write in. That'd be so cool. We definitely talk about I mean, it. We love next a good podcast. cryptid, right? Always, always love a Wait, good cryptid. So is it? Are could you consider? I mean, it's different, maybe. But would the Yule lads potentially be cryptids? I or? think so, because they're half ogre, half troll. Yeah. But are like, but technically, like, would fairies be categorized in cryptids? Mm, These are the big uh, well, questions Bigfoot that we is. ask. <laughs> we are asking the important questions. Bigfoot is, so I don't see why fairies wouldn't be, unless the magic is what separates them. I mean, Bigfoot's a time traveler, and that's just science. So, okay. <laughs> obviously, like, okay, Alyssa, we're I done. Accept all of it. No, 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 no. I'm the believer. <laughs> Anything you say, I'm like, yep. Write it down. It's law. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm going to tell the story of the 13-year-old you lads because I know everyone is like on the edge of their seats to hear what these these guys are up to. And they do really weird stuff. I can't wait to read it. But I also want to do a, a, a shout out. So this family just torments everyone. Gorilla is stealing kids. The 13 you lads are causing havoc. And they also have a pet. You might have heard of them. The Yule cat. Ooh. Have you heard of the Yule cat? It's a massive... No. 
cat that goes around and eats people if they're not wearing new clothes on Christmas Day. Oh. So just like a nightmare Bougie. neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't want mm-hmm. them moving in anytime soon. Hello, my name is John Cobble, and I'm back with a second season of Peaks, the podcast where we take a closer look at the most exciting peak years in the lives of the people that dominated pop culture. The guests this season are great, and the subjects controversial, hilarious, bizarre, and iconic. Get ready to learn a little bit more about Iron Mike Tyson, John Candy, Mike Myers, Leonardo DiCaprio, and more. Dive into some of the best Thanksgiving and Christmas movies ever made. Every episode will be packed with entertaining clips, interesting facts, and passionate opinions. Remember that time that Mike Tyson wanted to fight a gorilla? Remember in Wolf of Wall Street when Leo taught us the phases you go through on Playludes? Remember those years when John Candy became everybody's uncle? So if you want to hear more about the most groundbreaking, influential people when they were having their biggest impacts on the world, subscribe to Peaks wherever you listen to your podcasts. So I'm going to read the story. It is very kind of like Twas the Night Before Christmassy. So just bear with me while I try to read this very fun and dramatic. So shout out to the WordPress Tales of Ingwolf for translating the poem. Uh, and let's get to it. So this is the Holos Vanyar by Johannes Erkotlum. <clears throat> Let me tell the story of the lads of few charms who once upon a time used to visit our farms. Thirteen altogether, these gents in their prime didn't want to irk people all one at a time. They came from the mountains, as many of you know, in a long single file to the farmsteads below. Creeping up all stealth, they unlocked the door, the kitchen and pantry they came looking for. Grilla was their mother. She gave them ogre milk and their father, Lepaldi, a loathsome ilk. They hid where they could with a cunning looker sneer, ready with their pranks when people weren't near. They were called the Yuletide lads. At Yuletide they were due and always came one by one, not ever two by two. And even when they were seen, they weren't loath to roam and play their tricks, disturbing the peace of home. The first of them was sheep coat clad. He came stiff as wood to prey upon the farmer's sheep as far as he could. He wished to suck the ewes, but it was no accident. He couldn't. He had stiff knees, not too convenient. The second was gully gawk, gray his head and mane. He snuck into the cow barn from his craggy ravine. Hiding in the stalls, he would steal the milk, while the milkmaid gave the cowherd a meaningful smile. Stubby was the third called, a stunted little man, who watched for every chance to whisk off a pan, and scurrying away with it, he scraped off the bits that stuck to the bottom and brims his favorite. The fourth was spoon liquor, like spindle, he was thin. He felt himself in clover when he when the cook wasn't in. Then stepping up, he grappled the stirring spoon with glee, holding it with both hands, for it was slippery. Pot scraper, the fifth one, was a funny sort of chap. When the kids were giving scrapings, he'd come to the door and tap. And they would rush to see if there really was a guest. Then he hurried to the pot and had a scraping fest. 
Bowl Licker the Sixth One was shockingly ill-bred. From underneath the bedsteads, he stuck his ugly head. And when the bowls were left to be licked by dog or cat, he snatched them for himself. He was sure good at that. The seventh was Door Slammer, a sorry vulgar chap, when people in the twilight would take a little nap. He was happy as a lark with the havoc he could wreak, slamming doors and hearing the hinges on them squeak. Skier Gobbler the eighth was an awful stupid bloke. He lambasted the skier tub till the lid on it broke. Then he stood there gobbling, his greed was well known, until about to burst, he would bleat, howl, and groan. The ninth was Sausage Swiper, a shifty pilferer. <laughs> he climbed up to the raffers and raided food from there. Sitting on a crossbeam in soot and in smoke, he fed himself on sausage fit for gentle folk. The tenth was Window Peeper, a weird little twit, who stepped up to the window and stole a peek through it. And whatever was inside to which his eye was drawn, he most likely attempted to take later on. Eleventh was Door Sniffer, adultish lad and gross. He never got a cold, yet he had a huge, sensitive nose. He caught the scent of lace bread while leagues away still, and ran towards it weightless as wind over dale and hill. Meat Hook, the twelfth one, his talent would display as soon as he arrived on St. Thorlock's Day. He snagged himself a morsel of meat of any sort, although his hook at times was a tiny bit short. <laughs> the thirteenth was Candle Beggar. It was cold, I believe, if he was not the last of the lot on Christmas Eve. He trailed after the little ones who, like happy sprites, ran about the farm with their fine tallow lights. On Christmas night itself, so a wise man writes, the lads were all restrained and just stared at the lights. Then one by one they trotted off into the frost and snow. On twelfth night the last of the lads used to go. Their foot footprints in the highlands are effaced now for long. The memories have all turned to image and song. <laughs> so that is the poem of the 13 Yule Lads. What do you think? I love that. Right? I Isn't love their fun? names. They're so weird. You should like look them up. They're so weird. They're all like weirdly pot based, like pot scrapers and pan stealers. <laughs> yeah, I like door slammer. Stubby is funny. They um, also like it just like ugh, if I was single, I'd be making so many Tinder jokes about these guys. Like, oh, man, <laughs> I feel like I've dated at least half of them <laughs> Like at one point in my life. Good old meat hook. Good old meat hook. Yeah. The stuff they do is weird. And I tried to find, like, I really did try to find the, like, most, like, messed up story I could about what they did. But I couldn't find, I guess, like, they didn't write those ones down. Because this is, like, a, a very old story, apparently, that, like, gets told all the yeah, time. Yeah, and it's an oral tradition, right? Right, like, exactly. So yeah. I couldn't find the messed up ones because I, I guess that decree put an end to that. But, <laughs> yeah, so those are the Yule Lads. They have a scary ogre mom, and they just like to wreak havoc. I love it. The whole wide world. And now, I was wondering if you'd like to take the which Icelandic Yulad are you quiz to see which one we are. Hell yeah, I want to. Okay, so this is a quiz from IcelandNaturally.com. They also have their own reading of this poem from someone from Iceland, so it sounds way cooler. Um, can't recommend going to that site enough. And you could also take the quiz yourself there. 
as well as plan to visit Iceland because after all of this, I just want to go to Iceland. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So let me know when you pull up the quiz, Alyssa. I'm good to go. Okay. So the first question is which food looks most delicious? And I'm assuming these are all Icelandic uh, foods. Yeah. Which is crazy because I'm not going to (laughs) know. So the first one is definitely, I think, yogurt. Um, Yeah. Like an Icelandic yogurt. Then the other one looks like uh, some sort of lamb dish, which looks really good. And then a stew and um, some sort of really fancy bread, like decorative. Yeah, like a flatbread or a pancake or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really like the, I thought it was maybe pork, but yeah, lamb maybe makes more sense. Whatever this meat dish is, that's what I'm picking. Hmm, I think I'm going to pick the stew that looks so hearty and delicious. I love it. Okay. So the next one, my favorite, I think maybe is choose the cutest animal. I'm screaming. So choose the cutest animal and the choices we have, I'm assuming are all uh, natural to Iceland. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's the moose. There's Shetland ponies, which are tiny horses, a giant ram, but literally the cutest thing I've ever seen. And (laughs) a puffin, a cute little puffin. I'm going to have to go ram. I I also went ram. I think it's the picture. Like if I had to objectively, I don't know if I would pick Ram, but based on this picture, that Ram is the cutest. I would be torn between Shell and Pony and Ram, but he's, he's crushing it. I was a big fan of Puffins as a kid. So that's also hard for me, but I'm going Ram. Aren't Puffins the one that are like very socially friendly? So like if you, they, they had like a, a fake puffin but it just had one leg so the other puffins were walking up to it and like lifting their leg to be polite i've heard that story i think that's really cute (laughs) i hope it's puffins i just know that people um like hunt for them on the side of like giant cliffs no i mean it's a part of the food like it's a food source it's yeah okay well I don't know if it's in in iceland i thought it was in the scottish isles but i don't Mm. know i just know that's a thing Oh, well, they are adorable. They are cute, but they're not that as cute as that particular ram. That ram is the best. Okay, so next question is, what's your favorite holiday decoration? And we have some classics here. We have the Christmas tree. We have some beautiful candles. We have stockings hung on the fireplace. And we have a cute little snowman smiling. What do you think, Alyssa? This is hard because I don't know if it's... Like, in the pictures, I really like the candles. Okay. But I love a good tree. What about you? What are you thinking? I'm, like, on board for this little snowman. I think he's cute (laughs) as hell. I'm such a sucker for, like, a little cute face. I'm going to pick snowman. I'm going to pick these candles only because sometimes I'm allergic to trees. Fair. Cool. So the next one is, how tall are you? And this is why this quiz is so fun, because it's so deeply ingrained in Iceland. So are you tall, like the Imagine Peace Tower? Short, like an Icelandic turf house. Tall and strong, like Hafpur Julius Thor Jornsson, or the mountain on Game of Thrones. Are you, or are you not too tall, not too short, just right, like the Reykjavik's Colorful Houses? What are you, Alice? I'm short, like an Icelandic turf house, because even though I'm like an average height, uh, I do feel like covered in moss is my vibe. <laughs> They're beautiful. They're so cool. Holy mm-hmm. cow. I think I'm not too tall, not too short, and I'm super colorful, just like the Reykjavik's colorful houses. Yeah. 
Okay. So this next one's awesome too. So it's pick the most beautiful image and we see, uh, it looks like a big water, a bunch of waterfalls into like a giant lake, um, beautiful sprawling green mountains, a, a nighttime city portrait, or it looks like lava actually lava. Yeah, cooling. Volcano. Yeah. yeah. What one do you pick? I think I would pick the city, believe it or not. I mean, I love all this nature, but the city is just so cool looking with like the lights and the, the sun. It looks like there's water too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, the water sign in me says like the waterfall, but I'm really digging the sky. Like if you take this quiz, these pictures are awesome. I'm really yeah. into this like uh, volcano scene because it's something that you I, wouldn't I like it too, be able to yeah. just go see on your own, you know? Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Um, cool. Okay. Complete the sentence. As a kid, I was most guilty of licking the bowl when I made treats with my family. Yes. <laughs> Done. Um, the other options are stealing leftovers off everyone's plates, sneaking a peek at my presents, or waking up my family extra early on Christmas morning. So you're uh, licking the bowl? I mean, I definitely sneaked a peek at presents a couple years, but definitely licking the bowl. I think I'm actually waking my family up extra early on Christmas morning. I was like up and at them it was like five i had i got up at like four and just waited till five to wake my mom and dad up yeah which is torture because now i know they were up to like 12 or one <laughs> putting the presents under the tree so really crushing it okay let's go to the next one so what is your favorite hobby and they have someone knitting looks like someone fishing um, a person in what seems to be like a a warm spa. What would that be called, Alyssa, do you think? Uh, it says it's the Blue Lagoon. In Iceland, yeah. It looks like hot water, though. Like a hot in. spring? Yeah, like a hot spring or horseback riding. Um, what do you think, Alyssa? I mean, they're not riding Shetland ponies, so I'm less interested in the horseback riding. <laughs> I currently like to knit, so I'm going to say knitting. Okay. I think I'm going to do horseback riding. I would love to do it more. It's just, it's a rich man's game. I feel like <laughs> if I had all the money in the world, I'd totally have a horse and a goat. Oh. I want a goat so bad. <laughs> oh, okay. Pick your favorite holiday scent. Gingerbread cookies, Christmas tree, hot chocolate, or burning fire. What is yours? I think mine is Christmas tree. Really? Yeah. Nice. What about um, you? A gingerbread cookie is like my favorite thing. I love gingerbread. Yeah. That'd be a close second for me. I want to try <laughs> to make it. Have you ever made it? I have made it once. It was okay. I think I would do better if I made it now. Mm -hmm. But so I haven't tried in a while. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Okay. Do you want to reveal who you got or do you want me to go first? I'm trying to see if mine has a different name. So hang on. No, I guess that's his name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to go first or do you want me to? Sure, I'm Gully Gawk. Gully, Gully Gawk. Oh, yeah. what one is that? What did he do? It'll He's tell the you. second of the 13th. So on December 13th, it's Gully Gawk's turn to crawl down from the mountains when he's not running around Iceland's majestic gullies. You can find him sneaking into a cow shed and slurping the foam off of the milk <laughs> in the buckets. Just like Gully Gawk, you spend spending time in the great outdoors <laughs> and taking the best of what Mother Nature has to offer. He looks cheerful. I'm for it. 
love it i know like it's kind of gross but like i love the yeah. idea of you just crawling out of like a gully <laughs> yeah i also love that image for me i'm for it oh and you're I'm a little lactose intolerant but i think i could make it work <laughs> yeah that makes it even funnier that you're a lactose intolerant gully gook that's that yep. should be one of the questions just to like rule out <laughs> can i tell you some little piece of trivia about iceland that i know yeah let's hear it i had a friend who i think she had family in iceland she used to go like every year or every other year mm-hmm. and she was vegan but she said because and she I think she would go in the summers like between semesters or whatever but because in Iceland they didn't get enough sun like it was really easy to get a vitamin D deficiency she would eat cheese and like eat like milk products oh, when she yeah. went to stay in Iceland because like she just needed vitamin D and that was really interesting that like she was like I'm vegan except in Iceland I love that. I, you know, she's the gully gawk. If anybody is, yeah, she's a real gully gawk. Yeah. That's so funny. Mine, mine didn't give as much of a fun description as yours. Mine. I got sheep coat clod. <laughs> <laughs> so the first Yule lad comes down on December 12th. Um, he's a true animal lover. He likes to play with and pester the ewes in the farmer sheep sheds, just like sheep coat clod. You love animals and enjoy getting into a little mischief every once in a while. I can see you pestering a bunch of farm animals, oh, honestly. Oh my God. I would bother when I was younger. Okay. So there's a story my sister likes to tell because she, so I'm getting ahead of myself. There's a story I like to tell, um, or my sister likes to tell about how we used to go to petting zoos and I was obsessed with chickens. I don't know how many times we've mentioned it recently. It's so weird, but I was literally obsessed with chickens and my parents would dress us the same. So we were in this farm and I was chasing this chicken and it did not want any part of me, but I, I pet it and then I ran away and then it came up and it pecked my sister because we were wearing the same outfit and it thought it was me. And it like, animals are so smart. Yeah, but no, it's, I tricked it. (laughs) I'm smarter now, but. But the fact that it can recognize they're like this bitch over over here yeah she was so angry with me and I was like I had no idea it was gonna peck us like but yes I when I was younger I did pester animals and I loved like being at farms and petting you pester Darcy your cat oh I bother her every day but yeah I loved I love this quiz honestly if you guys if our listeners if you have a second go take the quiz Go to tell Iceland. us who you are. Tell us who you are, please, because we have one and two. We're looking for the rest. We're going to start a, a group. Yeah, we're a team. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to make, make like, our little, own team. We're going to make a little American team of these. So we're looking for 11 more. But also just Iceland naturally, the, the site is very beautiful. It, it's definitely promoting tourism. Yeah. In Iceland. And you know what? It's working because after looking at these, there's so many things I'd want to do out there. It's unbelievable. Their picture galleries are amazing. Yeah. It's very fun. They do a very good job. So yeah, that's my story of the Yule Lads. And now you know. Now you know a little bit more about (laughs) Icelandic traditions. (laughs) Nice. Heck well, that was a great story. Thank you, Meg. We hope all of you enjoy our little holiday spooky story. Yeah, I hope it was still spooky enough for you. They are kind of creepy. It's so. wholesome, but it spooky. Is. I had a lot of fun <laughs> with this one. Meg, tell us, uh, tell us your recommendation before we sign off. Okay, so I have, yeah. 
I have one thing that you can watch and one thing that you should do every day for the rest of your life. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm listening. (laughs) So, oh, that was Darcy. Anyway. Yes. So the thing you should watch is Kipo on Netflix. If you like cartoons and just feel good TV shows, it's K-I-P-O. It's very fun. But the thing you should do is I recently, when I was grocery shopping, I got a giant tub of pre-made chocolate chip cookies. And for the last like couple of nights, I've just been baking three cookies and just having fresh baked just three. It's not that many. So it's, you don't have to feel too guilty. And it is like something to look forward to something about it just out of the oven and it's still soft and like chips are still gooey. It's just like so much better than any other cookie. I have been wanting a toaster oven for a while because it just seems stupid to heat up the whole toaster for one piece of bread. Right. Or uh, heat up the whole oven for one piece of bread. So I'm kind of like on the verge, but this might convince me to get a toaster oven. Yes, you should get a little toaster oven. Nice, nice. You can do anything. You can do like chicken nuggies in a toaster oven because we have one. We, we like do throw everything in there. Chicken patties. And like yeah. That. People are saying, I was thinking of getting an air fryer. And one of my friends was mm. saying that, um, you can do like most of what you can do in an air fryer in a toaster oven. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I think I might, I don't know. I might be convinced. I also want to put a fish tank on my counter. So I feel like I have to pick between the two. <laughs> oh, I love that. I, we were talking about getting a fish tank, but I'm still scared of Darcy. Yeah. What about you? What recommendations do you have for the world? Okay, so around the holidays, there's two things that I do. So I watch The Muppet Christmas Carol. Obviously, yes. I I usually skip the slow song, like the slow sad song. I usually skip it. Sometimes I don't, but I usually do. And then um, I really, I like the Wrench soundtrack. And so between Thanksgiving and like Christmas, I usually listen to the Wrench soundtrack. Huh, that's an interesting one. I haven't heard that before. Yeah, it's does like, it put you in the spirit? Like, it really does, right? Because uh, it starts off December twenty fourth, nine p.m. Eastern mm-hmm. Standard Time. That's mm-hmm. literally the opening line of the whole Broadway musical. Wow, it's a Christmas musical. It's like the it's, it's like a whole year. Yeah, it's a whole. It, it takes us over the course of a year, but like the bulk of the initial action happens on Christmas Eve. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could go back and listen. I didn't. Even yeah, I, I didn't really watch most of the live performance that they did recently when they were like redoing like the live like do over. And I don't. The movie was not very memorable, but um, I had a friend who was particularly obsessed with Rent as a teenager because she lived in London, and so they would go see it like every weekend. Mm-hmm. Her and her sister and their dad. And uh, every weekend. Yeah, because you could just like do rush tickets. Like you could just like mm. go and see it. And they lived in London, so I guess they were right there. But um, when she moved back uh, from London, she like lived in Texas, moved away to London for like two years, mm-hmm. moved back to Texas. Um, she got me hooked on rent. So, so yeah. So and it's a very like uh, holiday thing. I just have memories of it driving back from Pittsburgh in the car and that's like what I would listen to driving home for like winter break that's fair yeah you know, I, I only remember like watching it once and being so depressed I watched it in like high school in mm. like the summertime so I was like wow that was heavy and then I never watched it again <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot for my soul yeah but um 
that's a recommendation. I love it. Definitely going to listen to it tomorrow while I'm working. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for listening to my story. I had so much, so much freaking fun with this one. So hopefully everyone liked hearing about the Yule Lads. I liked it. I appreciated it. Meg, where can people find you if they want to see what you're up to this holiday season online? Oh, yeah. You can catch me on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, the handles are the same for both. It's Meg Gets Money. Gets spelled G-O-E-T-Z. Nice. And you can find me at Alyssa Trust. And if you want to catch my lizards and houseplants, you can see them at Variegated Reticulated on Instagram. Yes, do it. Sweet. Well, happy holidays, Meg. Yeah, happy holidays. And happy holidays to you all. Visit our website at realchillspodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at realchillspodcast. Do you know someone who should be on Real Chills? Is that person you? Go to realchillspodcast.com slash submit and tell us more. Special thanks to Valerie Demamber McShane. Artwork by Libby Rundell. Music by Sam Williamson. Real Chills Podcast is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Traskowski.